listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. And so that's just the concept of a bounce back coupon. And there's just lots of different ways that you can use coupons in pharmacies. And Welcome to the Becoming a Pharmacy Badass podcast, where we talk about how to diversify your revenue streams, increase your net income, and optimize your operations to create the pharmacy of your dreams. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. Hello, I am Dr. Lisa Faust, founder of Diversify RX, and we're going to be diving into the anatomy of a doctor visit. Doctor detailing is such an important part of your pharmacy's growth and marketing strategy plan. And I really often refer to doctor visits as dating. You're kind of dating multiple doctor's offices. Each one is going to have their own personality. They're going to, some are going to be more needy. Some are going to like gifts. Some are going to be less needy. Um, And so it's really important that although we're going to be diving into kind of some of the basics that you tailor these uniquely to each of your prescribers and offices that you are trying to grow a relationship with. So Let's dive right on in into the anatomy of a doctor visit. Now, the first thing that we're going to go through is determine who you will visit. Next up is who should go to the visit. What should you wear? What should you bring? Why are you visiting them? Always asking questions. And last, but certainly not least, is follow up and follow through. Those are kind of my seven categories of how you go through and you plan to have a really effective and valuable doctor visit that not only will the office enjoy, but your pharmacy will enjoy and you will hopefully get more referrals. So first up is determining who to visit. There are more doctors than you will probably ever visit in your town unless you're in a super small town. And even then there's probably more than one. So you have to make some sort of prioritization or figuring out who you're going to visit on any particular day. Now, the first kind of thing to evaluate is, are you going to go visit a current prescriber or are you going to go visit a new prescriber? And this can even be with sometimes within the same office. Uh, For some of you that are in larger cities that have these large practices, There can be 20, 30, or even 40 or more physicians or prescribers in an office. And so even if you're going to just one office, you can't visit all of the prescribers, nurse practitioners, you know, think of everybody that's in those offices. So you're always going to have to determine and narrow it down who you're going to be spending time with and who you're going to be visiting. Now, if you visit current prescribers, that's really a goal of going deeper with the current prescriber, getting more from them, developing that relationship more and getting closer with that office that you're already uh, in a relationship with, so to speak. Um, try to get new referrals. So new referrals can come from old prescribers or they can come from new prescribers. So that is the, the first point. Second one is thinking about specialty versus location. So for some, uh, again, a lot of this is going to be, and if you're at least in a mid-sized town up to big cities, you're going to have several doctors that have all different kinds of demographics, different specialties, and then location. Often I get asked, well, if I'm driving out to the Northwest area of my town to visit an OBGYN, do I just visit all the OBGYNs and drive around town visiting OBGYNs? Or do I hit all of the doctors that happen to be near that OBGYN, even though they have nothing to do with 
OBGYN services. And so this is another tactic that you can discuss with your marketer or whoever's going to be doing your visiting, which we'll be discussing next, um, is how you're going to visit these doctor's offices. There's no right or wrong way or wrong answer to this question. It's really just determining on what is your goal for all of these visits. Um, if you're just trying to get the word out maybe of a new service, then you're just going to hit up all the prescribers in a location. It doesn't matter you know, what their specialty is. However, if you're trying to drive sales of a particular drug, then you might wanna hit all of the allergies if you're focusing on clomastine liquid or something like that. And so a really good question to ask is, are you focusing on a single demographic? You know, If you wanna be pushing Ananda Professionals, Women's Health Vaginal CBD product, then maybe visiting a pediatrician's office isn't going to help you in that goal. And you really do need to focus it down to women's health or OBGYN or general practitioners. If you're trying to grow again, specific medications, again, you know, maybe clomastine liquids really profitable for you and you'd like to earn more referrals for that. So perhaps you should be visiting pediatricians and allergists and general practitioners. So that's another great key category of kind of deciding of who you're going to visit. No matter who you're visiting, you always need to create a goal for that visit. And the goal for the visit can help you determine who you're gonna be visiting. We gave some examples of over-the-counter products or prescription services. If you just wanna grow in your number of patients and you're maybe a newer pharmacy or you have a new location, then you just wanna get as many referrals as possible. And so then you're just kinda of, gonna take the shotgun approach and just visit as many people as you can. So you need to determine what success looks like, clearly define it, not only in general for visiting doctors, but also very specifically for each doctor's office visit. What does a successful visit look like? Because that's gonna be different for different offices. And then you also need to answer the why. And this is what I call the internal why. Why do you want to visit this doctor? Maybe you want to visit Dr. Smith because he's an allergist and you want him to prescribe clomastine. You'll take other prescriptions, you'll take other services, but ultimately that's your internal goal. Or maybe you want to increase your pediatric prescriptions, but this is your, your internal why. Um, this is not what you tell the doctor's office staff of why you're visiting, but this is your internal why. Also, what did you talk about last time? What seemed to work well? What resonated? Were you able to follow up? Do you have new information on that? Um, that could be a good reason to go back to a doctor's office and follow up with them. All right, moving on to who should go do these doctor visits. Now, I strongly suggest that it does not need to be the owner. Sometimes there can be circumstances where an owner might want to go visit a doctor's office, but on a regular basis, I do not recommend it being the owner, nor do I recommend it being the pharmacist. Typical pharmacists do not have the type of personality that is generally really good for these types of marketing visits. Now, obviously, there's exceptions to that rule, but you ideally also want your pharmacist working at the top of their license. You want them doing things only a pharmacist can do and therefore let somebody else go do these doctor visits. So if those are the people who shouldn't be going, who should be going? Um, I highly recommend somebody that has lots of perseverance. Uh, when you're visiting doctors, you're often told no a whole lot. <laughs> um, just like if you're, like I said, dating, you know, you're in a bar and you're asking, uh, uh, you know, for girls or gals phone number, uh, you you get told no a whole lot more than you get told yes. So you need somebody with perseverance. You need somebody with a really great attitude 
because you can teach them all the technical aspects. Um, it can be a technician, a marketer, or another key employee. Um, I will tell you that my best marketer, hands down, forever and ever, was actually my mother. And my mother did a lot of things inside our pharmacy. She did our accounts receivable. She did some deliveries. But the most impactful thing that she ever did for the pharmacy was our marketing and was our doctor detailing. Now, she knew nothing of pharmacy, nothing of business, but she was surely passionate, not only about the pharmacy, but of course, me as the owner and the pharmacist, because I was her daughter. And that passion came through in the visits. And so highly recommend that you just get somebody that's super passionate and the rest can be taught. Um, and the details really don't matter if you have somebody that's likable and people like talking to. All right, next up, what should you wear? Now, this is not a vanity question um, only for us ladies. This is actually a really important aspect of how you are treated when you go to doctor's offices. Many times I've seen pharmacists try, try to emulate pharma reps, um, and I do not do not recommend that at all because then you'll get treated like pharma reps, which is not always with uh, the highest level of respect or a the speediest of service. So I do not recommend that you wear a suit and tie or dress suit into a doctor's offices. I highly recommend that you wear scrubs, you wear pharmacy logo branded shirts, um, you wear your pharmacy name tag, um, look like a pharmacy employee. You are a healthcare provider. You are the team of providers that's providing healthcare to the joint patients between that staff or that office and your pharmacy. You are on equal terms with the people in the doctor's office. So, um, and then I always suggest wear confidence. <laughs> I know that's kind of weird. And, and for people that are getting started, you, you can feel it when they don't have confidence. And so you need to put on that cloak of confidence when you're walking into that doctor's office and don't accept being treated as a salesperson. Um, I know in my first couple of doctor visits experiences, you know, it's like, okay, just wait over there. And you sit there for an hour and nothing has happened. Do not let yourself be treated as a pharma rep. Let them know that you are from the local pharmacy down the street, um, you know, and then we're going to talk about what kind of things you should say for why you're visiting there. But always let them know that who you are and you're not with some big pharma company and don't be afraid to walk out if they're too busy. That's okay. They're, people's lives, offices and stuff get crazy. You can always ask for permission to come back at a later time. Now, what should you bring? This is probably the number one question that people think of automatically when they start thinking about doctor detailing and actually going and visiting a doctor's office. My number one rule is you should always bring value. You need to be giving something to that doctor's office that is of value. Yes, you might want referrals. You might, might want prescriptions. You might want some sort of partnership with that doctor's office, but they're not going to give you anything until you give them something first. So always bring value. And so what do I mean, mean by that? Um, it could be leaving something behind. It could be information on a new product, a new service, a, an industry thing, a local guideline. Um, always there's something that that you can be bringing that is of value. I am very, very uh, pro leaving something behind, leaving something with your logo, your name, so that you stay top of mind. And uh, that is the best way to, oh yeah, let me look at that pin, that pharmacy, they came in, they gave me this. Um, 
I think it should be something useful um, that's going to stick around for um, you know weeks, if not months, and be very useful for them. I also like show and tell. Um, and what I mean by this is showcase your pharmacy. You're going to somebody else's offices. They're not getting the awesomeness of your pharmacy by walking in. So how can you show them that? I know when I was a compounding pharmacist, we built a big, beautiful lab from Travis Clean Air, and it was gorgeous. But most of the doctor's office and doctors themselves never came by the pharmacy to see it. So what was one of the best ways that we could show them is we took pictures on our iPad and we brought that iPad into the, into the doctor's office with us to showcase them, hey, we got this new machine, look at our lab. Uh, you know, We added extra drug storage because we're so busy. Um, iPad is perfect for pictures, um, new staff members, all those kinds of things. And it makes it interactive and engaging for that office staff that you're talking to. Bring in samples. Um, you know, if you're a compounder, you can bring in uh, samples, you can sample flavorings. Um, if you've got um, new OTC products or things like that, don't be afraid to bring in some product and show and tell. That doesn't mean you have to give it to them. You might choose to, and there's definitely some strategies for that, but at least having something tangible um, makes an office visit much more effective. Uh, if you're compounder, definitely bring compound bookmarks. Those are my... Uh, just hands down best thing for marketing compounds that I created many, many years ago in my pharmacy. And again, new products. If you get a new CBD product, if you get a new over-the-counter, you get a new saliva test, you get something new in your pharmacy, go show it to the doctor's offices. It's exciting for them. Anything patient related as well. So you can say, hey, Mrs. Smith, you know, I know we've talked before about our compliance packaging, but Mrs. Smith made me promise that I would come to your office and show you the compliance packaging. She just loves our pouches. Um, doing those kinds of things that are patient related work really, really well. And then you can say, hey, you know, thank you for taking the time with me today. I can now tell Mrs. Smith that I did come by and you guys have seen the compliance package that she loves. So do anything that you can do to relate it back to a patient is a home run for sure. Um, and so earlier I talked about bringing something useful. And so here's some of my favorite absolute loved products that when I suggest bringing to doctor's offices, and we still do in the pharmacies nowadays, um, you want to be able to brand everything that you get in there, but it doesn't mean it has to be your product. So um, we buy the big bottles of acetaminophen and ibuprofen or naproxen from your whatever your regular wholesaler is. And then we actually print Avery labels, um, the mailing labels. We actually get the big stickers that are kind of uh, silvery and, and uh, shiny. And we print all of our pharmacy information on there. Uh, we put a little funny, like, we hope you have a pain-free day or something like that on there. Um, the other thing is like the reusable heating pads that you can get from companies like PromoSuns um, that has actually your branding on there. They can heat it up in the microwave or they can cool it off in the freezer um, because we all know that nurses, MAs, staff, you know, feet hurt, back hurt, headaches, neck pain. Um, those are really useful things that are very cost effective that they're going to use over and over and over again. Um, and then when they run out, so when they run out of the Tylenol, they run out of the Naprosyn, they'll actually call your pharmacy up and be like, hey, we need another bottle of this. What a fantastic reason to be invited back into the doctor's office. And again, every single time they open that bottle, they're seeing your pharmacy name uh, and it just helps build that deeper relationship with the office. 
never, ever forget business cards. I know business cards sometimes are, you know, old school these days, but it's really important in an office type setting and actually multiple business cards because somebody back in billing that needs help with the prioritization might need your business card and not just the front desk, you know, receptionist up there. So always bring multiple business cards, go around, personally hand them out to as many individual people as you can and let them know that, you know, you're available for any support at any time. Um, and just make sure that everybody has their own copy. Lastly, that I'll talk about of what you should bring is bounce back coupons. This is something that I have done for years. And really the concept of a bounce back coupon is um, you give somebody a coupon when they come to your pharmacy and it's good on the next visit. Um, you guys have probably bought things online and they're like, hey, here's this free $10 coupon, but it's good you know, next week only. And so that's just the concept of a bounce back coupon. And there's just lots of different ways that you can use coupons in pharmacies. And I create templates for pharmacies. We create them in Canva. So it's super easy to uh, customize to your pharmacy. And then the way you should get them printed off is at a local printer or office depot. Um, you can actually get them printed off in a tear off pad. So a glue pad, very similar to like prescriptions where you tear it off. And you can actually leave these coupons on a tear off pad. Um, in the doctor's offices. And these coupons could be for, you know, $10 off your compound, free flavoring uh, at, a, at your pharmacy for liquid medications. Uh, it could be good for free delivery. It could be good for anything. It could be a service that you're already providing and you're just highlighting that service, or it could be, you know, $10 off your OTC purchase. You can make these whatever you want, um, but those are great things to leave behind because they're in a pad. Um, they could be moved around from desk to desk and they don't fall apart. They don't you know, get lost and then just end up in the trash. So bounce back coupons are a great thing to leave behind and bring to a doctor's office because then it's easy for them to tear it off, hand it to the patient. And then that coupon has all of your contact information, your address, maybe even a little map to your pharmacy. Um, and then there's some benefit there for that patient to help drive them to your pharmacy. Oh, last but not least, your authentic self. Be yourself. Don't try to be somebody that you're not. You know, if you're funny, be funny. If you're a little reserved, be reserved. But just be your authentic self is really the most important. People can sniff out when they're trying to be sold to, can sniff out when they're, you know, somebody's trying too hard. It's just really important. You want to develop long-term relationships with these prescribers. You want to end up marrying them. You don't want to just date them. And so might as well just be yourself from the beginning and um, let them let them in. So to speak, um, and be humble and open. All right. So why are you visiting them? Now, these are external reasons. These are kind of the reasons that you're telling them why you're stopping by their, their office today, because you should have a reason, um, you know, unless you've got just a really close relationship with that doctor and you really are truly just stopping by to say hi, that's probably not going to cut it for most of the time. So you want to be thinking of what are the external reasons? What are the things that you're going to be telling them why I'm stopping by? So maybe you got a new product, which is always a great idea, whether that could be a prescription product, it could be an OTC product, but you have a new product patient request. Um, just like we talked about Mrs. Smith, Mrs. Smith wanted me to come by and show you the pouches. 
New staff members, this is great. So for many of your pharmacies, you're adding new staff members. Um, you wanna keep people, um, especially your doctor's offices, knowledgeable that if they're calling and they've always talked to Tammy and all of a sudden there's you know, Bob, um, you don't want them to be shocked and caught off guard at you know, Bob's answering the phone call. So a great reason to visit a doctor's office is a new staff member. Industry changes, first of the year, new insurance formularies, uh, you know, different things like that where you're like, hey, I wanna talk about a few things that's happening just to keep you guys aware, or there's these kinds of audits or you know, things that are happening is just a really great thing to come in. Um, new services, you know, if you add a new service, if you start doing uh, PGX testing for hair loss or something like that, you know, go and talk to your doctor's offices about it. Because even if that doctor's office may not be the ideal uh, client for that, they're staffed by humans and those humans might need those services as well. And they might tell other people about those services. So it's always good to talk about new services, even if it's kind of out of the realm of the demographics of that particular uh, prescriber. One of my favorites is a drug take back program. And there's certain, there's, there's national DEA sponsored drug take back days, but you can actually do these all year long as well. If you partner with your local law enforcement, make sure you follow all of your state rules, but having drug take back days more frequently throughout the year is a great way to get into doctor's offices, even doctor's offices that don't allow, like say public leave behinds like brochures or flyers or things like that. Um, we used to be able to print posters for these drug take back days and we would have all our dates listed on the poster and they would allow those to be put up in their doctors in the, inside the office office or inside the patient exam rooms because they were a safety benefit, you know, trying to get drugs out of the community, out of the garbage and out of the water systems. Um, but of course, it was also very promotional for the pharmacy. So there's some really creative ways that you can do um, with some drug take back services because it really is a community service program. But don't forget, it is certainly a marketing program as well. Another great thing is we're carrying this product. Um, this works really well for new prescription products that you might want the doctor to prescribe, but sometimes you don't want to go in saying, hey, there's this new product you don't know about um, that sometimes doesn't land very well with prescribers. So you can come in and say, hey, I just wanted to let you know we're carrying this product. You know, we're carrying clomastine liquid or we're carrying the low dose endomethacin. Um, and then you just talk about the product and you're letting them know that you carry it. So, hey, if you have a prescription for it, we'll be able to fill it and get it to that patient right away. Another great one is we know how to. <laughs> what do I mean by that? So like, we know how to help you with prioritizations or we know how to synchronize patients' prescriptions. Um, that could be another great way of kind of getting into the doctor's office and giving them a reasons of why you're coming. We know how to comply with this new rule. Um, and so it's really showcases your services and your uniqueness to that doctor's office. All right, next up is always asking questions. It is really, really important when you go to these doctor's offices, especially early in your relationship, when you're just dating and you're just getting to know each other, that you are doing the one, most of the asking and most of the listening and letting the doctor's office and their staff do most of the talking. Now that of course, you know, change as time goes on, but you really wanna learn who that office is, their personality, their needs, 
What are their, their problems and pain points? Because then you can offer very specific solutions. So ask them some questions. What do you hate about interacting with pharmacies? You know, are they put on hold for 20 minutes and um, the fax never goes through? You know, like there can be different pain points that you may not be aware of. So you've got to ask them, what can your pharmacy do different? You know, maybe it's something you super big office uh, with tons of doctor's offices. Maybe they want their own line where it rings to a special line, doesn't go through your IVR, that kind of thing. Um, maybe they want all of their refills in the morning of each day, you know, something like that. Like you never know, but you don't know until you ask of how they might want things different. Um, they might want prior authorization support is another good example. Uh, another great question to ask, is there any patient information that would be helpful to them? Uh, you know, whether or not patients get late refills, are they asking for um, early refills? Are they missing refills? You know, some of that data, the, the doctors don't have insight into, and, you know, we're always talking about synchronization and all these other types of programs. A great way to be able to bring those programs up is asking them if there's any pertinent patient information that they would like, you can send it, you know, on request, you can send it automatically in a monthly report or something like that. Um, but you'd be surprised by the lack of information that some doctors have and really the information that they want that you can then provide. Um, and last but not least, but do they have any patients that can benefit from your services? So many of you guys out there have amazing services, whether it's, you know, pouch strip packaging from your RX safe machine, or it's free delivery, or it's flavoring with flavor RX or, you know, uh, something else you guys do. What's just some really awesome stuff. And so sometimes asking, do you have any patients that could benefit from these services? And they might say, well, what services you say? Oh, well, did you know that we offer free same day delivery or free next day delivery, you know, things like that. That's a great way to bring up your services, but not in a very salesy and just monotonous way um, is by asking if they have any patients that could benefit because then it's all about the patient and it's not about selling you. And that really lets down the defenses of the, off, of the office staff. So packaging, free delivering, compounding, those are always some really great examples. All right, the last part of the anatomy of a visit is follow up and follow through. Um, this is really important. I'm a big fan of sending a handwritten thank you card every time. Um, maybe eventually you become BFFs and you really do become married with some of these offices and you're visiting them um, you know, twice a week, every week. Maybe you don't send them then, still send them monthly or every periodically, just like you, you know, still bring flowers to your wife every now and then. But in the beginning, sending a thank you card every single time is critical to helping develop that relationship. Always ask for permission to come again. Hey, I hope this visit was helpful for you. Would it be okay if we stopped by again in the future? Um, just getting that permission. Can you can say, oh, Betty said that we can stop by if we had something new to talk about. Um, then if you're an invited guest and not an annoying pest. <laughs> um, another follow-up question to asking to come back again is asking how often they would like to see you or how frequently. Again, different offices have different personalities. Some offices are going to be like, man, it'd be great if you can come in here every week. And then others are going to be like, and once a month would be fantastic. And that's okay. Doesn't mean one office is better than the other. That's just their personality and what their needs are. 
very important to do what you say you will do. If you say, hey, I don't have that answer right now, but I'll follow up with you by the end of day tomorrow, make sure you do that. Make sure you have a system, um, notes, reminders on phones, whatever it is going to take to make sure you always follow up and follow through and do what you say you're going to do. I like taking names in future for reference visits. Just like I said, hey, Betty said that we can stop by, you know, if we had another new product or, you know, Tammy said just to stop on in every single every single week. Um, you know, it's really nice to get to know the office staff and, and, and use that familiarity when not only talking to them, but also talking about them with maybe somebody else in the office. So that is it. That is my anatomy of a doctor detailing visit. I hope you found this helpful. If you have any follow-up questions or anything, please feel free to reach out to me. I am Dr. Lisa Faust. I am founder of Diversify RX. You can reach me at my email, which is info at diversifyrx.com. Um, you can also head over to our website, diversifyrx.com. It has tons of free resources. You can have links to our blogs. You can get downloaded eBooks, all kinds of really great stuff is over there. So um, hope you enjoyed Dr. T telling. The most important thing is just to get started. Um, it's okay and completely natural that it feels a little awkward and weird at first, um, just like dating, but you will get better at it as you go on and it will be very fruitful for your pharmacy. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. And if you found this content valuable, here are four ways I can help you have a more profitable pharmacy for free. One, join my free group at Lisa's R rxgroup.com. Two, get the latest strategies at diversifyrx.com forward slash blog. Three, watch helpful videos at lisasyt.com. Four, hit that subscribe button and please be sure to leave us a five-star review so we can help more pharmacy owners and bring those insights back to you. Becoming a Pharmacy Badass is proud to be a part of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.